0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! with you on a Monday morning. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are always happy to find you guys every morning checking us out at supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting your podcast. We appreciate you listening in, especially our servicemen and women across the country and across the globe taking care of us. We love you out there. I want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. We're going to hear a lot from Strange Brew in the third part of the show. People who can't go there, people who aren't allowed in—not not, even—I want to put a picture up at the door. Don't don't you dare come in this no, place. No coffee for you. So hopefully you got some coffee this weekend and you come back next weekend and do the same. It's still going to be hot, so don't forget to treat yourself. You need to treat yourself after some of these games. You need to you need a little boost. You'll get it at Churnin' and Spoon Ice Cream. Our good friends over there on Highway 12 and Spring Street. Before we get into anything else, I want to know one thing. And that's going to have to be answered by one Joel T. Coleman. Here we go. Joel!
1: Joel! What's causing all that? Oh, me, Brian. Hey, Dad. Here we go. No, you're I not, already, you're not causing all that. I'm causing all that? Dude. You're not causing You've all that. you bought into what they're selling on Twitter. Uh, I hate doing this. I really do. Do Yeah, because... It's not fun. It's not fun, and it's not fun because I'm rooting for this person. Oh. Joe Moorhead. Okay. To me, and look, look. I'm looking. (laughs) Saturday night, I had a family obligation I needed to get to by 6 o'clock, so I kind of rushed through all of my, you know, copy for the Starkville Daily News on Saturday, so... If Joe wants to start a, pro, uh, a podcast and say it wasn't my finest hour on Saturday, my finest work, he wouldn't be wrong to say that either because it probably wasn't my finest work on Saturday either. But on this podcast, I am, you know, obligated to give you guys the truth. And my honest opinion was that that was not Joe Moorhead's finest three hours no. on Saturday. I, I'm not, I don't know that you can just 100% pin the loss on Joe Moorhead, but man, there was just. I thought the offense was predictable. I thought that so many times you just knew that first down, Kylan Hill running up the I, – I, I, I thought that was coming. You know, I, 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 I'm not completely – I mean, there were some third and short play calls that I think deserve some second guessing. Easy to sit here on a Sunday and do that, I guess. But uh, I, quite frankly, in re-watching the game, I'm not going to call out anybody by name, but they're late in the game in particular – uh, last minute or so in particular, I mean, you could point out some guys and just – I know that he has said that he doesn't question his team's effort, but I will. I thought that there were some some moments uh, of lack of effort there towards the end. That's on the coaching, man. That, 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 that's on him. And, um, you know, State has, again, at times they, they proved to be undisciplined. That's something we saw last year. Uh and, and and look, bottom line is Joe Moorhead has been the head coach at Mississippi State University for
0: sixteen games.
1: Sixteen games now. Um he has lost what's what's let's see, eight and five and ten and six, right? Ten and six is the record. Two and six. Well <laughs> uh on the field, he's yeah, ten and six. Ten and six. Um four of those losses now. Are just head scratching losses. Kentucky last year. You can stop me if you disagree with any of that. Be but happy to. Kentucky last year, uh, the Florida game last year, mm-hmm. Iowa in the bowl game, and what we saw on Saturday. Four of his six losses are just what the heck did we just watch? Losses. Well,
0: he's lost four games where he was a six and a half point favorite or better.
1: And and see that just. What I will give him is that, I mean, like last year, the Auburn game. I don't know that State, you know, I don't know that going into that game anybody thought State was going to win that game, but I thought that that was one of his better hours. You know, he yeah. he, he, he outcoached Ghost Miles on that day. He did. He did. I mean, credit to him. But it just seems like a lot of times, man, that State – there have been several times – I don't want to say a lot of times. There have been several times the last year and three games that State's been a little bit – Outmanned at the coaching position. It just, it, it's and in my opinion, and I may be wrong, and you know, Joe wants to listen and, and dispute that, more than welcome to. Uh, and Lord knows I've been had not great days at my job, as I just said, but the bottom line is right now, at least for me, the main thing that keeps me really hoping Joe Moorhead succeeds at Mississippi State is he is a great guy. He's a great dude. Like, I, I enjoy talking to Joe, I think he's a smart guy. Um, you know, but take all that away. Mm-hmm. If he's just a, uh, I mean, shoot, he's a jackass. You know, Does that counts as one. Is that one of? That's okay. one. Well, didn't anyway. If if he was if he was not a nice person, uh, it I don't know that I would be rooting for him to, see, you know, at this point. Because right. I think right now that there's just, I guess where I'm at is I just don't know. I don't know. Sixteen games in, what Mississippi State has at head coach? Yeah. I just don't. I still don't know. Sixteen games in, because there's been moments of high, and there have been moments of low, and I don't know that, that I will ever. Look, I think that eight and five was not what he should have been a year ago. I don't think there's anybody that would right listening to this that would probably say differently. Um, with that defense, man, I just feel like you had to you had to pull something out, I mean, even if it was just winning the bowl game, being and they, nine and four. They gave up twelve touchdowns. And lost five games. Yeah, I did. So anyway, all that all that said, to me Saturday, if you have to pin it on one thing, mm-hmm. I think what's causing all that was Joe Morehead. Got to start at the top. No question about
0: that. No question in my mind. Well, I, I agree with you. I agree. You know, Joe Morehead. I, we're going to learn a little bit about what my thoughts are in just a second, but the 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 lack of direction of this program right I feel like it's floundering. I feel like it's just sort of floating. It's not going up. It, it feels like it's going down a little bit. Maybe more than a little bit. But it, it's definitely not... There's no arrow pointing for me right now. I just feel like they're just sort of out there right now. Uh, and now you're starting to lose games that you, you would win in the past. I mean, right now... I know State's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. By the way, if you want to get rich, there's some free advice right there. Uh...
1: And again, though, but, last year we were at this point, too, and then he he come back and, and got, got Auburn, but, the Auburn win, the a win. But now
0: I don't know, you know, that he's going to have to do it again. He's going exactly. to have to find exactly. upset wins, and that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough, so. Well, that's what's causing all that. But these, these are the things that are true. They are all true, um, and if you want to try to dispute them, you can, but then you would be a liar because you would be disputing the truth, and that's how life works. I got 15 things that are true today. Not a new record or anything. Wow. Not a record. No, I don't think that South Alabama game will ever get surpassed. I think I had like 23 that day. Yeah, I, I had a lot. <laughs> Poor Bob had to sit over there and just was just like throwing darts at his face. So, someone
1: asked on Twitter if we were going to get awkward Joel today. No, nah, it shouldn't. That so. isn't going to happen. No, nah, Joel's with me on a lot of times. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I guess if I was getting paid by Mississippi State to, yeah. to promote them, it, maybe you could I, 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 I could
0: make it awkward, Joel, real quick. You want to do it real quick? These these are all things about Mississippi State, not Mississippi. Yeah, you're talking to <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Star Well Daily News shipped through Nashville. Uh. <laughs> I saw that, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I saw Danny P at, uh, at baseball availability. We'll talk about baseball a little bit tomorrow. We'll leave because I, I thought there was some interesting stuff.
1: I haven't even, even spoken to Danny just, P. But he was just P.
0: like, oh man.
1: Just, he just forgot. He just didn't type it. He just didn't type the
0: word state. What can you do? All right. 15 things that are true. Number one, we're going to start off giving credit where credit is due. Kansas State is much better than a year ago. They are a good football. They're not winning the Big Twelve. They're not beating Oklahoma. They're probably not going to beat Texas, but they're going to a bowl and they're going in the right direction. And as Jason Kirk, who uh, he's with Banner Society now, he to be with SB Nation, tweeted out, "Oh wow, they they hired a coach who's won fifty or five national titles, and they're good. Who would have guessed?
1: It's not it's not rocket science. Boy, that's a much better team. And I I know that." You can win football games in any number of ways, but from what we we've watched in college football the last few years, it was pretty it was pretty cool to see a team just get out there and line up in the I formation and, and just run right at you. And that, look, they were a physical team. They don't look like a Big Twelve team at all.
0: No, they look like a 1987 Georgia team. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't they don't, but they run the ball. They're multiple in their formations and they play hard. They were getting out and they had attitude yesterday. They were the ones dictating the tempo and pushing Mississippi State around.
1: They looked like the SEC team and State yeah. kind of look like the what Big 10 team or yeah, something. Yeah, Big
0: 12, yeah, they they, they didn't look th- that's a we talked about this a little bit on the field. We said you know, I said to you sometimes, you know, you think about the Big 12, you think about all these spread teams, they're spreading it out and throwing off these quick passes. Sometimes doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing gets you wins cuz nobody's prepared for it. It's what Paul Johnson did for years at Georgia Tech. Yeah. And you know it's not always going to work, and you're going to run into teams that are better than you sometimes. But a lot of times, that's tough to prepare for. Not that not that an MSU team should have had trouble with a power running team. They should be built to handle that, but they weren't.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Sometimes it's cool to do the opposite thing. I mean, it's it's why you know nobody like out Alabama is Alabama. Yeah. You know, you, you need to, you think about who's beaten Alabama through the years. It's the Johnny Manziel's and the the different style off, even the you know Chad Kelly's of the world and things. I mean. You don't you don't out Alabama Alabama you got to do right. something a little That's different. That's why I always thought sometimes like, different
0: works with Arkansas when they hired Bealum and he tried to out Alabama Alabama I'm like not no, going to work. Gonna well work. guess what? But there are some instances where you can make it work and I think yeah. Kansas State is is onto something there. I think that guy will be successful. I think he'll he'll have them as a consistent nine ten win program and they'll have a couple of years where they'll they'll jump up and they'll uh, challenge Oklahoma because I mean eventually the Oklahoma transfer quarterback cycle has to end. <laughs> So, all right. Number two, Joel, trust is earned. I will not trust Joe Moorhead again until until he earns it. I will not. I will not do this again. All right. I, I was on, then I was off, then I was back on. Now I'm back off. I'm staying off. All right. Go nine and three, and I'll be back in. Go beat Auburn, beat Kentucky, beat T- Auburn, beat Tennessee. Win the rest of the games you're supposed to win. Sure. But I'm not buying in anymore because I, I haven't seen I haven't seen any reason to. I guess the only improvement there was was hey in a loss they scored more than six points. You know they scored 24 in a loss. That's more than they scored total in losses a season ago outside of the bowl game. So, I mean, I like I just said a few minutes ago I don't know what I don't know what's going on with this program.
1: I mean I think that's that's kind of what I was trying to say and what's causing all this is. The only thing for sure about Joe Morriette is nothing's for sure, yeah. it seems like at this point. And uh, I I just don't I, I don't know I think you summed it up well. You you can't you can't trust what you're gonna get week to week out out of his teams or anything. You just don't know. And that's the one thing you could say for Dan Mullen. Well you can say lots of things for Dan Mullen, but Dan Mullen was going to beat everybody he was supposed to beat. Yeah, 99%. How many games did he lose that he was
0: supposed to win? We were talking about this earlier. I came up with, outside of bowl games, which, you know, can you really, you know, it's a bowl game. I came up with three. South Alabama. South Alabama, the 2012 Egg Bowl, and the 2017 Egg Bowl. Now, Egg Bowls are uh, a different animal because literally anything can happen in some of those games. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does. But and even in those games, I mean, the 2017 Egg Bowl is marred by Fitzgerald's injury and Mullen. His bags were packed and the car was running. Yep. A fully engaged Dan Mullen, even with Fitzgerald out, probably finds a way to win that game. But that's three. I mean, how many other games did he lose that you were like State was clearly better than this team
1: and didn't win? And I just listed out four for Joe in the first. Five well, now you're at five. So. I feel like you're at five. five. State, State should
0: have won that game yesterday.
1: Yeah. So. Well, like, well, I I'm saying that yesterday was the fourth, right? He's lost six games total since he's been here. I don't think you can hold the LSU and Bama games last year against him. So that's only that's I, four,
0: but still four is more than three. Hold LSU against him.
1: Well, you can. I just I, I feel like LSU, right. it's okay. Trust to is lose earned. In Baton Rouge. Yeah, I guess trust is earned, and I'm out, I'm,
0: I'm fresh out. <laughs> I'm fresh out of trust. Number three, the third and two pass was where it was over. I will that, that that's a play call I will not get. It's third and two. You've got Kylan Hill, who has, who has had to grind for everything he's got, but he's going to get you two yards. He's the best player on the team. He's your guy that these key plays have to go through, and with a true freshman quarterback, you decide to throw a quick timing pass, and it's incomplete. It's, 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 it's insane. Just run the ball there. And instead, you punt it away, and then they drive, they drive down and score a touchdown. Sometimes you outsmart yourself. You just outsmart yourself. And it's just – you know, this year has been different in terms of – Hill's getting the touches. But there's got there's – got, it's, it's one thing if I'm getting him 24 carries. But when the game's on the line and I'm not giving him a carry, that's still not good enough. He has to get the ball there. That's his job. His job is to get the two yards you need to keep the drive going so you can go down and win the football game.
1: And I, and I think that in that instance, even if he doesn't get it, you can make the right call – and it still not work. I think the right call was to see if he could get it. Right. And you you know, they may have sold out and stopped him a yard shy, but I still think the right call was to give the I ball tweeted that him. I didn't agree with the play call when it
0: happened. Yeah. If he had completed the pass, I would have tweeted something like, Wow, that's a gutsy play call. I don't know that I would have yeah. done that. Yeah. You know, but there there's a the time to be gutsy, and then there's a time where the the answer is just hand it to your running back and let him get two yards. He's go, he's going to do it. Now I know you. You he struggled and he's had to grind for everything he's got that day. He didn't break off a, a lot of long runs, but that is his job. He is your playmaker. He has to be the guy who touches the ball there. It's inexcusable to me. Number four. MSU might have the most out of kilter quarterback room in America. The, I don't know. I don't know if next year you're going to have anybody. I don't know if Will Rogers is a uh, early enrollee or not. He may be, but if you he's not. I won't be surprised if you have one quarterback on the roster. And it's Schrader. That's it. you got Thompson, who is obviously trying to redshirt, but I don't know what's going on with him there. Maiden dressed yesterday. What had, what would have happened if Schrader had, had come out for a play? Let's say on that play right there he gets the first down, the crazy helicopter play. I mean, you probably need to let it have a look at him after a play like that. You don't want to just send him right back out there. I mean, well, who's my, in? My guess is Logan Burnett if it's one
1: play. But maiden is there a scholarship? You oh, 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 that's right. I forgot. I forgot. I, maiden, like you said, maiden was dressed yesterday. Like, so I have no idea. So what's it would going be it would be maiden. I think it, it would be maiden. I, I wouldn't be was. surprised if it was Burnett though. I don't.
0: the The quarterback room, the most important position. I have no idea what's going on there. You know, like right now, who's could is Schrader going to be the starting quarterback next week? I think Stevens is probably going to sit because I think he's not healthy. Can, is Schrader going to end up being the quarterback at the end of the season? Which I never would have guessed. If that's the case, I why mean, did Thompson come back?
1: I mean... Well, but... I don't know. I guess you could have went somewhere in red too. I, I mean, there's that, but
0: on top of that, it's just it's just this simple for me. Schrader has beaten out Thompson. Which is, you know, never, to, never would have thought that would have happened. But if that's the case, why did you go after Stevens? You could have just had Schrader. Now, granted, that might have made Thompson and Maiden go early if, if you just said. And, and, well, and, I mean, I don't know if it was possible, but <laughs> I think. I just don't know. There's just a lot of confusion there at a position
1: where you need, you know, clearly defined roles. Do you think that Tommy's struggles yesterday was because he's hurt? Yes. He had, I don't think he should have played. Okay. Well, then what I'm. I mean, if he is fully healthy, he's better than Garrett. You agree? Yeah. I think so. That's why you go get Tommy. I mean, same reason that you go get him over key time, because you think that he's better. And so, I mean, health is an issue. We ain't gonna know if he's playing probably if I would guess until about two thirty on Saturday, whenever yeah. the kickoff is. So yeah. I'm sure it'll I be another week of is he playing? I don't think is he'll he not play this
0: week? I don't think he'll play.
1: I, I don't know if he will or he won't. But I, I'm just saying, if he is healthy, you have a clear number one at the top. I mean, I don't know that though, anymore though. So you think Schrader could unseat? Yeah, Tommy. The
0: way he's playing, and the, he's got the fan support right now, which I know doesn't go very far. But Schrader, it, I mean, Schrader had great moments, and he's got he's busy, to watch. Enough people are giving up on the season; they're like,
1: "Play for next." I was going to say the to me the only way that you don't play Tommy and you start Garrett Schrader mm-hmm. if they're both healthy mm-hmm. is if you have folded up shop on the season and you're building for next. That's that's the only reason to do that.
0: We'll, we'll see what happens after this week, then, because that could become a a possibility. But it's just, there's just so many moving parts in that room right now. And it just feels like that's the one place where you want the depth chart to just be set. Maybe it is.
1: Maybe it is, and it's just not made clear to us. I guess. And I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that's the
0: case either. Number five, Moorhead's personality doesn't match the team. And what I mean by that is this if Moorhead had come in, sort of like Pruitt, or maybe like Coach Orgeron, Coach O would be a better example, and you're just like, yeah, that guy's a meathead. But his players love him, and he's a hell of a recruiter. And then his teams were so disorganized, and they got so many dumb penalties. You'd write it off, right? And, it, you know, you just wouldn't say anything. But this is a guy who we were sold as detail-oriented, very organized guy, very smart, savant, offensive genius.
1: His team is none of that. I. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I do, I do think that that is him, though. I think he is his. I think all that's accurate about him about being it's not smart, translating, but though. it is not translating. No, he's a
0: smart guy. I don't have any yeah. question about that. I'm not saying that he's not smart. I'm saying his team doesn't play smart. No, I I don't know where where the. How do you get a situation where Kansas State calls timeout? You go through the sideline. You go back on the field with thirteen guys, not 12, two guys extra, and you got to burn a timeout there. How does that happen for a team that should be organized
1: and should be well disciplined? They're not. I don't want to turn this into some kind of you know economic or so- social status or socio economic. I don't want to turn it into any of that. But is is he dealing with a different type of kid down people, in the south than, than, than in the that, northeast? That like that with Howland a lot
0: too. That it's just a different. You know, you recruit different kind of player to UCLA than you do to Mississippi State. I get that. But at the end of the day, football is football. Do you, do do you see? Uh, and I'm not going to use Alabama as an example, but is Kentucky is George? George is probably not But you see what I'm trying to say? Are are other teams this disorganized, yeah. this sloppy, getting these dumb penalties? No, no. And it, so there's there's a disconnect somewhere between Moorhead and the team. I don't know where it is, but it's there. Because they have taken on any – most of the time, a team takes on its coach's personality. There's none of that with Moorhead to me. Remember the Titans. Attitude reflects leadership. Exactly. (laughs) I don't like that movie that much, but you're right. Number six, offensive guru, right? Offensive savant. This is one of the least innovative offenses I've ever seen. It's two plays. It's run it up the middle or throw
1: it. That's it. You you saying it's a, a a Tecmo Super Bowl? <laughs>
0: they got yeah. That's basically what it is. you got. You got handoff, quarterback keep, and then there's two passing plays or something like that. What? Where, where's the sweep? Where's a sc- you know they ran a screen one time and it got blown up. But where where's you know rolling the quarterback? You have mobile quarterbacks. Get them out of the pocket. Where is all of this? I, I don't I don't see any innovation with this offense. Now I saw it at Penn State. When you had a quarterback who's currently in the NFL and the best running back in college football, you can say it was innovative, but maybe it wasn't. It was just conservative, if they had the talent to execute it. But for whatever reason, I, I don't see innovation when I look at this offense.
1: I do think that some of that, look, and there's a lot more to go on. I know he's been here, as we've said now, for 16 games. But some of that the last couple of games I think does get impacted a little bit because you have Garrett Schrader playing half the time. And I, though I I asked Garrett after the game if if the playbook does shrink, and and he said that yes, a little bit, it gets a little conservative. But he tells them he wants but to throw with, anyway. Even with so even I think with Stevens,
0: sh- what were they doing that was out of the box? What were they doing that what you would consider creative and innovative? Nothing. You know, they, they come out there in the same person, and I know Moorhead said that in, a, in an interview. He said, you know. I like to keep the personnel the same because defensive coordinators will change things based on if you change personnel. So if you keep the same personnel out there at all times. But sometimes it's just not working. And we, what have, I've said it a million times. A coach would rather lose his way than win somebody else's. Well, that's, what, that's what
1: happens. What I will say too, though, is with Tommy, when Tommy has been on the field, save for the first two quarters of Saturday's game, He's been really good. You talked about maybe your players were – at Penn State, maybe his players were talented enough to be conservative and still get the job done. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's the case for Tommy Stevens because he's played six healthy quarters and has looked really good in all six healthy quarters. Is that fair? That's fair. So, I mean, how much did did the offense get hampered by an injured quarterback and then a true freshman quarterback?
0: Well, I mean, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, but then you're playing Louisiana and southern Mississippi. Two teams that you, I agree, can be, agree. you can be conservative against, and you know, yeah, that's yeah. fair too. Even with Stevens healthy, it's not like State was running a lot of interesting stuff. They're just running the ball and throwing it down the field.
1: Bottom line: when State plays a, a, another good opponent, which by the way, Kentucky's good enough to with, beat you, which they will play on Saturday. Every 3:00. game basically for the except rest, except for Abilene of the year,
0: and Christian. Except for
1: Abilene Christian, um, uh, it goes back to trust. I don't trust what I'm going to see out of this offense no, going forward you <laughs> in no. those games.
0: Uh, let's see here, number seven. Isaiah Zuber, why? Why is he here? What has he done? This is a guy people were like, oh, this is going to be a big impact player for Mississippi State. I was one of them. He's going to, you know, a lot of people said he's going to end up being maybe the leading receiver on this team. Nope. He had two targets on Saturday, if, I, if I'm correct. One was a little overthrown. The other hit him right in the hands and he dropped it. Would have been a key first down. He's done Nothing. Hasn't really done much on special teams. No, no, hasn't. Not even in the return. He's not even one of the starting returners. So, like, the, I mean, the transfer portal, man, it, it's it's it is a crapshoot. It really is. Sometimes you get good players. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes people are transferring out for legitimate reasons, and sometimes they're just transferring out because they weren't good enough to get the job done anymore. Which is weird with Zuber. He had a good season. was their leading year. receiver, right? So what happened? Where, where's again? Where's the disconnect? But that's got through it's only three games, but that's a huge disappointment. I thought at this point in the season he would be starting and be maybe the, the go to guy. And instead, you know, huge play, chance to make a, a play against your former team, and you just dropped it. That's that's tough. That's tough. Stop doing that. You're doing it again. You're doing I, that I, thing I, again.
1: You're saying it, bringing it up, and I didn't even know it was happening.
0: I, I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna like, get you some well, I restraints. think the problem
1: is like, When I move my arm... You're so so jacked. I don't think that I'm actually moving this. My arm is moving that. I don't don't know. I I don't
0: know what's happening. You're just jacked.
1: Those muscles are attached to my arms. He's flexing over here. I'm just moving arms is all I'm doing. (laughs) Gosh.
0: Number eight. I didn't get MSU's game plan offensively at all yesterday. I I don't know what they were attempting to do. It felt like they were trying to run the football. K-State loaded up and stopped that. And then... You know, my first thought would be, okay, well, then go deep and try to take the top off of that. And they never really did. But then it could be like, all right, well, throw the ball out wide. And they tried it once and it got called back on a penalty. But they, you know, throw some short passes out to the tight end of the running backs, get them to lose something. They didn't ever adjust. And, And I say that in terms of, you know, look at their defense. The defense made an adjustment in the second half and they figured some things out. You know, basically, Shoop realized the front four is not getting it done. I got to bring pressure from other places, and he was able to do that. It, it worked at times; it didn't work at times. But you know, when you look, he at made it. the adjustment. I, I didn't see what was the adjustment for Mississippi State yesterday.
1: <laughs> I I can't answer that yeah. because I don't I don't know that there was one. <laughs> I mean, it's that's. And look again, as i mentioned on the show an, an awful lot. If you want to learn all about football, I'm probably not your go-to guy. I mean, I enjoy it, and I know a little bit about it, but but I, I do think that in watching it, I was not able to decipher any kind of adjustment that I saw. So I feel better having that opinion if you had the same one. Cause, I, just, I don't
0: know what they were doing out there. It just felt like they were just – when you're p- calling plays and you're successful, there's a flow. You feel like one play sets up the next play. I didn't get any of that with what was happening yesterday. It was just – not working. We're going to get to a little bit of why I think it wasn't working later, but that was really something to watch. Now, part of the problem was this, number nine. State got whipped on both lines. They this did. Day, And that they is did. crazy. I expected the defense to struggle. I did not expect the offensive line to have those kind of issues. That's what I said in pregame on Periscope. I said it on the show. I said, look, they're going to give up some rushing yards and probably some points, but they'll be able to control the, the defensive line and, get, and move the football. And no, they didn't. They did not. That was disappointing. That mo- that should be the most disappointing thing to you if you're a state. Well, fan. that's the
1: most concerning thing too going forward. Yeah, probably because you're because playing you're a lot play better some, defensive line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a chance that that you might get some more of those uh, LSU losses last year where you just can't move the football and the Alabama law. I mean, they're if you're getting If you're getting whipped like that up front mm-hmm. uh, against K State, yeah. God help you against Bama and LSU. That's. And, that is the most disappointing thing to me.
0: If you're if you're watching that game, you want to find something real. you that's the the darkest lining of the cloud is that
1: Kansas State came in here, punched state in the mouth because and it, they took it. Even if even if Tommy is healthy, if his offensive line's getting pushed around like that in, in games moving forward, I don't care how good you are. You know, you, yeah. you don't have time to throw. You don't have uh you know, you, you you're running backs getting blown up in the backfield. I mean, Jeez, man, that's—you're right. That that may be the most concerning thing of all. Yeah. Number ten.
0: I don't think we'll get an answer on this suspension policy, but my God, do we need one? I need to know why Lee Autry played against Southern Mississippi. Yeah. And why he didn't play against Kansas State, and why Willie Gay, if we're going to do this, didn't play against Kansas State. You needed those two guys out there early in the game. You know, they would have made a difference for you. I think. How on earth can you justify playing Lee Autry against Southern Mississippi? And, and this goes back to what I'm just talking about: being detail-oriented and organized. What is the policy? This is where them keeping us in the dark. And I'm not trying to say me, the media needs to know everything. I get that, but them we can't. I can't explain it for you. You know, I like to use the the, the phrase sometimes. I can't. I can't expl- I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. I can't even explain it for you because yeah. I don't know what they're doing. And I get the feeling that if we ask him tomorrow or today, as you're listening. Uh, what's what's going on there? Why did you feel like you needed him against Southern Mississippi, but not against a good running team like Kansas State? Then he's just going to revert to well, that's part of the NCAA, and we're just not going to talk about it. Yeah, I think you hit the nail in on your head. in your head. Give me you be Joe Morehead for a minute, rationalize Lee Autry against Southern Mississippi, but not Kansas State.
1: Lee Autry is an older player. Um, this is his chance against Southern Miss to try and get some good film. You know, to try and get scouts. That's I mean, I, I'm just you can't even do it. I, I'm just trying here. You can't I'm do just it. digging.
0: You know, I'll tell, I'll tell you what, they both have to play on Saturday. You, you I, can't lose to Kentucky. You got to play. You got to play them, and Marcus Murphy got to play too. And, and look, that's look. I'm willing to give the defense. A, I don't want to say I'll give them a break because these guys being suspended is their own stupid fault. But you're missing Autry, Gay, Murphy, all guys who would be starting, and then you miss Cam Dantzler. You
1: can't play in the whole. He didn't play the whole game. I get having some issues. I think at this point, after losing to K State, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that Joe Moore is going to adopt my strategy that I suggested earlier, and I think others have said too. It's not like it was my idea, yeah. but at this point, you do just punt the Alabama and the LSU game. You got to punt it. You, you, you don't. You don't Kentucky, even try to be Tennessee. Play them in Kentucky.
0: Auburn, and then pick one, probably the Egg Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. You're going
1: to punt A and M a little bit
0: too.
1: I think. I think you got to because you now. Now you need to win all the games you're supposed to win.
0: Yeah. You gotta win those games.
1: And and if you just happen to luck up and beat up A yeah. and M or somebody, then, then then that's fine. God bless but, you. But but yeah, I think at this juncture, now that you've lost to K State, then you gotta go all in on the toss ups. You gotta go all in on the Kentucky's yeah. and the Yeah. I'm I don't know, man, I'm with you. I, I wish right. we could get some clarification on the on the I suspension don't, thing. I don't think we will. But I, I and I know I'm I'm sure that uh Joe will probably get asked in some form tomorrow, but I'm with you. I think you'll probably He'll deflert, get some kind of, yeah. of answer to where, you know, can't, can't answer that yeah. because of what it is. Exactly. Oh. Number 11,
0: at the absolute latest, there will be a new special teams coach at Mississippi State. This is just inexcusable. All right? This is really – the special teams are bad. You had three punts get tipped. Both of those fumbles happened because the punts got tipped. If they had not blocked those punts, State probably loses by two touchdowns. It's crazy to think that blocked punts cost Kansas State points. But that's what happened. Those They fluttered, and they up back the up-back gets them, or the receiver, and he's just not ready, and, they, and they, he, he coughs it up. Kickoff return for a touchdown. Kickoff t- return for a touchdown. Yards. You missed a field goal in the first game. You had the turnover on the punt in the first game. Special you missed a field goal in the second game, too. Yeah, special teams is a train wreck. You know, justify your existence, Joey Jones. What are you doing? It's not like he's just bringing in five-star recruits either. You know, it'd be one thing if it's like, look, go, back, go back to the, the Moorhead thing, like, look, this guy's not a really good special teams coach, but man, the recruits love him. That's not happening. That, that's, that, that special teams, when you're not an elite team, I mean, Alabama missing field goals isn't really hurting Alabama. But when you're Mississippi State, you need that third phase of the game. And, you know, the return game, yeah, Malik Deer had a great return on that one punt. And since then, there's been nothing. And he muffed, the, he muffed the return and nearly coughed it up. I mean, I hate to use the Kellenberger term, but he nearly coughed it up. But it's just it's, – that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That cannot, cannot continue.
1: Yeah. State was probably better at special teams when they didn't
0: have a special teams coach. Yeah. Number 12. Outside of Evelyn Christian, every game on the schedule is now losable. All right? The Egg Bowl is losable. You can lose that game. Yeah. You know? I mean,
1: you're, you're still favored in it, but it's losable. Yeah.
0: Look at Arkansas putting up 55 points. Now, their defense is still a train wreck, but State's defense is not good. So, could you get to a shootout with Arkansas? How embarrassing would that be? It's losable. It's on the road. I, I mean, State will be favored. They might even be like a 10, 12-point favorite. But what have we learned in the last few minutes? That Moorhead has lost games as a favorite like that. Every game is losable. That's, there's no gimmies anymore except for Abilene Christian. And even then, I mean, Ole Miss gave up 29 points to an FCS team on Saturday. What, what is what state going to do? So they're, 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 last week we would have said eight and four was probable, just based
1: on the schedule. Now, what's probable? I told you when we were walking out of the stadium to go to the press conference mm-hmm. that now you got to fight to get six. Yeah, right and, now. And I know that that's that may be extreme. But that was kind of how I felt in the moment, that State's going to have to fight to just make sure they get the six.
0: Mm-hmm. Based off of probability, based off of, you know, I, I know State's a favorite against Kentucky, but I'm not buying that horse hockey for one second, all right? I mean, it's eight and a half. I, be, I bet you by the time we get to Saturday, it's down to like two or three. If, if it hasn't flipped entirely, to be totally honest. Can I throw in a Probable pop? is Arkansas, Abilene Christian, and I, I would say Ole Miss is still probable, but that's five and seven. Yeah. That's where you are now. Can I, can I throw in a possible thing that's true here in mm-hmm. the middle of this? Sure. I will judge the truthiness of it. We may be overreacting a little bit. Oh, that's probably probably a little bit true. Yeah, that's probably some <laughs> truth to that. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, it's, it's just it's just a raw at this point. You know, it's just, it's you get, you get wounded. You're like, oh, God, it's hurt. Well, the
1: thing is, and I know not everybody did this, but, this but you, a- you and I both predicted, what, like 17, 17 or 20-point wins yeah. in this game, and, and you, well, you I mean, lose.
0: That's the thing, though, is that we watched this team enough to know that They shouldn't have lost yesterday. They should not have lost. That was a poorly coached team losing a game it should not have lost. So maybe it's not really an overreaction. Number 13, I cannot believe this. I literally cannot believe I have to sit here and talk about the lack of running yards from the quarterback position. I, I, I cannot believe I have to sit here A year after Fitzgerald and all I heard. I don't want to hear any more blame on Nick Fitzgerald. I don't want to hear any more. No more. I will not. You will not be heard. That objection is overruled. That I got to sit here and talk about how State's not getting enough production on the ground from the quarterback. Unbelievable. State was 11 of 27 passing on Saturday against Kansas State. Guess what Fitzgerald was? He was 11 of 27. There was a three-yard difference. What's the difference in the game? Fitzgerald rushed for 150 yards, and State didn't get that on Saturday. It is incredible to me that i got to have this discussion, that State's not getting enough rushing yards from the quarterback position. Maybe I got spoiled by Ralph and Prescott and Fitzgerald, but this is incredible to me (laughs) that this is happening, that they can't. Run the ball with the quarterback. Now, Sch- now Schaefer, I'm sorry, Schrader had 82 yards rushing. Yeah, but they're not. I mean, I guess with Tommy being hurt, they're not even trying to run the ball with him. You know, I understand it. I like I like Colin Hill getting 20 plus carries.
1: I like that. But you got to find five or six more carries for for your quarterback. You got to. Well, That's what makes this offense go. I think that the Tommy thing of him be, not being healthy was part of because if you'll remember, there was the one run where he he slid pretty quickly. Yeah, to to ensure he did not get yeah. popped. Um, <sighs> I, I I can't get over this.
0: I can't believe that the difference in winning and losing for Mississippi State is the quarterback not getting enough running yards. After all we heard, you're doing it again. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. Put your hands behind your back. Just do something. Sit on your hands. This is an unbelievable. I mean, I, I can't even twist. Like if <laughs> I, I, you're just too jacked. You need to stop going to the gym. Let's go to Taco Bell after this. I think, just, I think you're looking at my shoulder, man. I am not. I'm, I know what I'm looking at. Don't, don't You're don't, too worked up. I am. Sorry. Well, you're too worked this, up. That's what makes this show good. This, the Monday show you is good. Pleased.
1: When like, you can't be You talk about how Kylan needs more carries. he gets Now you want the quarterback to have more carries. I just want – I thought that there would be some more produ-
0: – I can't believe what I'm having to do this, though. I never in my wildest dreams thought this offense won't be good if the quarterback can't run the football. I thought, you know, Kylan and throwing the ball would be enough. Now, part of that is you didn't throw the ball well yesterday either. But my God, you didn't throw the ball well a year ago. The difference was you had a quarterback who could rush for 150 yards. Unbelievable. I can't get over that. When I saw that stat, when I saw they were 11 for 27, I I knew that Fitzgerald was 11 for 27 last year because I had brought it up on the show a couple times. And when I saw they were 11 for 27, I thought my eyes were going to pop out of my head. I I was like, I immediately found the old box score. I was like, what did he throw for last year?
1: Oh my God. Are you convinced though that? How many attempts? Like, were the attempts significantly lower? For, I mean, they obviously were lower, I'm sure. What are you for, talking about? Carries? Yes. For the quarterbacks yesterday, how many carries did the quarterbacks have?
0: I'm going to hurt your feelings. I think, compared oh, to, to fits. Hold on. This going to take a second. Uh, I
1: mean, I know it's going to be lower. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind about that.
0: Hold on. Start working, stupid hailstate.com website with your my ad blocker on.
1: Just, Even the website's not, not coming through this weekend.
0: And oh, get the latest news delivery. You can screw off <laughs> with your pop up ads. I have an ad blocker on, it still happens. All right, hold on. Box score for Kansas State. Any freaking day now, you want to work. This website is garbage. <laughs> Trying to make it too fancy. All right, individual. Here we go. Let Yesterday, you had 17 carries from the quarterback position for a total of 87 yards.
1: And most of that was Garrett. Yeah, 10 for 82.
0: Let's look at last year. Hold on.
1: I mean, we obviously know the production was twice that. Um, Hold on, hold on. All right. You want me to give them some elevator music or something while they wait? By all means. Oh, let's oh. See here. No, not that. They're losing seven nothing right now.
0: Oh, that's about Florida State, they lost again.
1: Oh, I was watching the Braves.
0: All right, here we go. How many did I say you had? 17? Mhm. had 19.
1: So, so look, you had basically the same, but the production. But the production well, I'm just, 159. Exactly. To, so but you're saying that you're not getting enough? I mean You're not getting enough. No, no, the the carries The carries are fine. It's the production. It's the production. You're. I can't believe that. But that's the difference. Oh my God. That's painful. Brian? Yeah. You know who the best running quarterback is? Oh, on the I know, but is? I thought it wouldn't be this big a drip drip off. Drop off. So are you saying you want Keaton Thompson to be your starting quarterback? No. But I want Because I think you would get more rushing production out of Keaton.
0: I don't know. If you if you had won this game, you could maybe give that a whirl against Kentucky. But now yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Unbelievable, though. Number 14. I'll do a positive one. There's only one positive one. This is it. Gary Trader is tougher than a $2 stake. Yeah, he's he's fine to watch. Too. How far were we away from the helicopter play? Maybe 15 yards? Not far. He was 10 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. I've seen the, the picture. And he is at least three feet above that Kansas State defensive back.
1: It's a miracle he's not hurt because he landed flat on his back.
0: He should be hurt. Like, Triple H should look at that and go, I should hire that guy.
1: Yeah. Which yes. is, by
0: the way, if he had, if State had won the game, I had, I, first of all, I want to try to and call him Amish Roadkill. Yeah. But I had a great Braun Strowman GIF ready. Like, if you think Strader's impressive now, look at this computer generated image of him as a senior of Strowman. But, that play I was just like, holy cow! And then he got up, and he, in post game, he's like, "I should have stretched the ball out, dude. You're lucky to be
1: alive." Yeah.
0: Pro wrestlers were commenting. I don't know if you saw Taz tweet, about he's like, "This is insane." Yeah. And I mean, you're right. He flat backed it there. He he took a bump as good as anybody. That guy is tough as nails, and State can win a lot of games with him if they get things going the right direction other places. So that said, I, I don't know if he's going to be the quarterback going forward or what, but. I feel co- I feel completely confident with him in the game. Yeah. No, yeah.
1: I think he's gonna continue to grow. He, yeah. He's a lot of fun and, and, and you've seen in stretches this year how electric he can be. Was that the last thing that was true? No, we got one more. Okay. Last one. Fan
0: apathy seems to have set in. Two home games. I know the weather's crap. Brutal. I know that it is. It's brutal. been brutal. But you're not getting sellout crowds for USM, that's a quality game against you know, that's a game against an in state opponent. Kansas State is a insta- a game that's a power five opponent. Not, I mean, how many people do you think are going to be there Saturday? If I said, right now, 35,000. Because I, I know mean, State announced 52, but that, yeah. that's
1: not right. I, when you first asked the question, I was going to say 39 or 40. Yeah. I mean... And because then, you've got another probably on, hot game. Oh, it's going to be 93 is the high. And then and this one's probably going to be you know hotter than this past week because it's going to be in the heat in of the, heat the, of the, the afternoon.
0: afternoon. And then on top of that, you know you're starting to see some stuff going around that people are having some problems with the concessions again. People are having problems with the hydration stations. There was some dirty water or something. I don't know if that's the the case or not, but, I mean, you're seeing all So the experience isn't good
1: either. There isn't a whole lot to draw fans. Right, right.
0: Right. (laughs) They're in good weather. They're in good experience. Four day games in one month is brutal. And then here's the other thing, like three straight home games, that's tough. You know, I thought that this week might be low attendance because I think people would have wanted to go to USM because it's, it's, it's Mississippi, and then people would want to go to the first SEC game. But now that you lose that game, it's difficult to convince them to come back next week. It's going to be interesting. You know, and that's what kills coaches. Not losing so much, is when fans stop showing up. Isn't it amazing how 60 minutes of football has just, just absolutely, absolutely changes everything. changed? This is what we mean. And Joe Morey talks about one-game seasons. This is what we mean. What happened last Saturday against Southern Miss is it's over, and now you have to deal with the reality of what happened this past Saturday. And until you get to the next season on Saturday against Kentucky, you got nothing else to talk about. You, you can only draw on what you saw there. It doesn't matter that you beat USM; it matters that you lost to Kansas State. Next week, if you beat Kentucky, it doesn't matter that you lost to Kansas State; it matters that you beat Kentucky and you move forward. You know, don't ever set it. If I ever give you guys any philo- philosophical advice, just don't set into an opinion. You have to be willing to change your opinion when things happen. If you don't, you look like a
1: fool. Yeah. It's been, been a rough pod today.
0: They happen sometimes.
1: Man, What can you do? Hey, there were some more positives. Yeah. Osiris Mitchell looks good.
0: Osiris Mitchell does look good. He looks like a real SEC receiver. He's going to be a 500-yard receiver. That's going to
1: happen. And um, uh, I, I know that this – But then also, Stephen
0: Guidry looked like his old self. Yeah. So That's the problem when – you. The positives and negatives,
1: they may not outweigh each other, but if they balance, that's no good either. Yeah. Do you feel like that uh, – here I am asking questions after things are true. Do you think that the defense – I know that the streak of 28 or less points it's over is over yeah. and things, but do you feel like they took a little too much flack yesterday? I mean, they yeah. only gave up 260-something yards.
0: And part of that, though, is the, the two special teams' turnovers. I feel like Kansas State had gotten the ball in both of those situations. But, yeah. I mean, that's just how it goes and and Kansas State also had two short fields right they had the the uh they had the interception and they had the uh, fumble from stevens yeah. so i mean it's just if you're going to set yourself up as a bend but don't break defense you can't give up 31 yeah. points and it was a cam dancersless defense too yeah. which you're missing dancer autry gay and murphy yeah. you're missing four starters so th- there's a lot of 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 moving pieces for that like i said i don't i'm not going to give a lot of slack for the uh the suspensions cuz that's those guys fault i can't put that on Shoop, obviously yeah so, I, I don't know. I, I, you're not going to get a lot of blame for Bob Shoop because, like I said, I thought they made a good adjustment in the second half. But it just, you know, what can you do when you, if you told me we're only going to give up, it's 17 14, right, at the half, mm-hmm. and I tell you they're only going to give up one more offensive touchdown, I think State wins the game. And that's exactly what happened, and they didn't win the game. You know, they gave up a special teams touchdown, and, you know, they just couldn't, they couldn't do anything when they
1: needed to. There's so much to be frustrated about right now. What's fun, Between suspensions and, yeah. and the reasons for it if you and, follow, the uh, and the loss and the concession things and yeah. the miserable game time That's a problem. That's why people stopped coming I because know, it was man. not worth it. Uh,
0: I don't know if you saw you know, SB, not SB Nation. Uh, he's now with ESPN, Bill Connolly, who does the S&P rankings. Yeah. He had this game, MSU winning 44-31. He had Kansas State pegged. So he was like us. He thought the offense was gonna, not going to be a problem. So you know, I wasn't alone in my philosophy there. Neither were you. All right. These guys need to be alone. Let's talk about something important. Put that
1: coffee down. Coffee's for closers only.
0: All right. I already mentioned him once, but Joey Jones, coffee's for closers. Put that coffee down. That, just Just not acceptable. Not an acceptable performance. And it's the kind of stuff that's going to probably end up with him losing his job at the end of the year. At least it should. Because you can't, if your job is to coach special teams and the special teams are bad, look, I can, I can understand if, you know, your job is to coach the linebackers and you have some injuries or something. You know, I can get around all that. You know, special teams, this might be where the suspensions are hurting you, too, by the way. Because how many of these guys would be playing special teams, you know, yeah, beyond the 2 so deep. On. Devontae Jason was a the guy they didn't redshirt last year because they said if his contributions to the special teams were worth it. Marcus Murphy would be playing on special teams. Um, You know, I don't know if Asias Ferge and Jalen Reed are suspended or not. I think they are because I don't think they've dressed, but they would be playing on special teams. So I mean, maybe maybe I'm overstating Jones's blame, but special teams is special teams. You got to be able to. That's a place where you have to be able to adapt to having a little less talent.
1: Yeah, and you know, back Media Day, if you remember, he was praising how much depth Depth. and everything that he had. Yeah,
0: and Um, it doesn't. It's not showing up.
1: We hadn't seen it yet.
0: In the SEC, they got plenty of bourbon, but don't give them any coffee, and that's Kentucky. Up 21-10, and then F- Felipe Franks, Fitzgerald's his ankle. Did you watch that? I did. See it? I saw it. I made the mistake of, like, what did he do? And I rewound, rewound it. it. Not smart.
1: Kudos I, to ESPN for not, like, nah, replaying that. They did a good job,
0: which is crazy We think about Fitzgerald. They showed that – remember this game, the Kansas State game a year ago, they, they showed the old misplay. In that a year later, and people were all over them, and then they smartly decide not to show Franks again. But that said, it's twenty-one ten at home. You've got them on the ropes, and then you give up nineteen points in a row and lose 29-21. Yeah, that's that's just not you can't do that. They had a chance to like really make a statement that hey, last year wasn't a fluke. Now they're going to come down to Starkville. They need to win. This is a must-win game for both teams.
1: Yeah, and they're going to have some guys out because of targeting and everything else.
0: It's, yeah, yeah, for sure. Nationally. This team hasn't had a lot of coffee lately, to be totally honest with you. The past few years, but USC, you go and beat Stanford last week. All right, we're fight on. We're getting it. We're going to turn it around. We're going to be all right. And instead, you you lose to BYU, who in 2004 would be. I made this tweet. Would be so happy they have beaten Tennessee and USC back to back weeks. But in 2019, that all that and fifty cents that'll get you a cup of coffee. No coffee for USC and Clay Helton. I mean, they're going to have a new athletic director. Paging Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, please pick up the white courtesy phone. There's your next head coach. He will be the next head coach of USC. I'll make that prediction right now. That's a thing that is true. Jeez. These traditional powers not being good is the craziest thing. You know who might be the worst team in college football? UCLA. They are... (laughs) Putrid. (laughs) Putrid. They are really oh, bad. Me. So, I mean, they're bad. Tennessee is bad. USC is bad. I mean, they're just bad, bad teams that should be good. No excuse for USC to be bad. Except they keep hiring dumb coaches. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens when USC decides, to like, we don't have to hire somebody who played at USC. Yeah, We don't have to do. That's not a rule. Probably, hopefully, the same thing with their athletic director. I'm thinking get it figured out.
1: Speaking of bad. Yeah, who? What's that?
0: One what the Dolphins I'm, I'm, doing over well, there.
1: No, they, they already got killed. It was
0: okay. 40-something to nothing. Yeah. Um, Need to get home. The Saints are about to kick off. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, we'll, we'll hurry it up. But you're talking about bad. We've probably put a lot of people in bad moods today. I disagree. That my heart.
0: I disagree. Those people were in bad moods when they came here. We we made them feel better because they're like, okay, it's not just me. <laughs> Nobody listened to today's show. Expecting to be expecting lifted up. Expecting us to be like, they're going to tell me everything's fine. <laughs> if you listen to this show today, if you clicked on this podcast and you were like, they're going to tell me everything's fine and that I'm overreacting and they're going to bring me back down to earth, well, shame on you. That's your
1: fault. That's not my fault. I'm going to sunshine pump for two seconds. By all means. Tommy Stevens is going to get fully healthy.
0: Not this week, though.
1: The offense is going to start clicking like it did in the first couple of games with the fully healthy Tommy Stevens. The defense is going to continue to grow. And at the end of the year... Make a uh, prediction right now, final record.
0: 7-5. I think everybody would take that right now.
1: Well, if you'll recall, you coming into the year said 7-5 would be a good season for this team. Right? Didn't you, te- didn't you say that? I don't want to put words oh, in yeah. your mouth, but didn't, yeah. didn't you say that originally? Well,
0: I, I said that this was going to be, uh, you know, we talked about it being a transition year. And I think I said, you know, I thought they'd go 8-4, but 7-5, I thought they might lose a game they weren't supposed to lose. Maybe this was it. Maybe this was the game they weren't supposed to lose that they did. And they're gonna the rest of the season's gonna play out the correct way, but what, but they got to get it figured
1: out quickly to bring this back full circle. Mm-hmm. They finish seven and five. Say they win the bowl game and they're eight and five. You're right back on the Joe bandwagon, right? I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm on the bandwagon, but I'm not gonna be openly lobbying for him to be fired.
1: Are you now openly? No, lob- no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> because at the end of the day, if he goes six and six and he's going to a bowl game, they're not gonna fire State, Mississippi State's never gonna fire Mississippi State unless you're Andy Canizero. Is never going to fire a coach after a postseason appearance. Very, very rarely. You know, there's got to be something else happening. Like I don't know with Van Studeman. I have to assume that just due to the timing of her firing, there was something beyond wins and losses. You know, same here. If Moorhead as long as if Morehead finishes seven and six or even six and seven, you know, he goes to a bowl. He's 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 fine. He's going to keep his job. I won't be you know, looking at him as the savior. The problem, here's the other issue. Going, Remember going back to last year, talked about going from good to great. They didn't mention there was going to be a U-turn through bad. I thought it was going to be from good to great. Not from good, and then we're going to be bad for about a couple seasons, but then we'll be great. When is that coming? So, you know, he tried to walk all that back at media days, but when the cat's out of the bag, that's all you can do sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think... I don't know man i i'm i'm hopeful for like i said because I, I, I really like joe I, i'm hopeful that that he gets things going at mississippi state hope he finds a lot of success here and not just here in his life and everything he's a good dude really really like joe but uh after the ups and downs of the last year and three games man i'm a little bit concerned about his you know long-term future at mississippi state beyond i, I mean he, I, i'm not saying he'll be fired this year or anything like that but If you ask me, you know, is he still here in, what, 2021, just a couple years away? I mean, I don't know, man. I hope he is. I hope he's, you know, got things up and running. And I hope he has gone good to great. But I don't know. It's just been kind of a – you mentioned that word trust earlier. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of of tough to trust. It's 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 kind of tough to trust that State is indeed going to go from good to great under Joe. Hope they do. Um, for his sake and for all your guys' sake and for everything, but r- right now it's a uh, maybe we're slanted by just what we've seen most recently. But
0: that's all you can do. I mean, still. all I can go on is what I've seen. Yeah. So I'll see something else in five days, six days. So
1: yeah, may have a different
0: tune next week. All right. We'll see what Joe Morehead has to say on his Monday press conference. Uh, we'll talk uh, about that. We'll see what uh, start getting ready to preview Kentucky. We'll talk a little baseball on the Marshall. Joel was not there, but I was talked to Coach Lamona and a couple of the players. They're ready to keep up. Omaha is the standard, is what they're saying. There's that word again, standard. Becomes, that's a dangerous word sometimes. We'll see how it goes. Coach Amonis is looking good, though. He's lost some weight. That's the Mississippi State
1: way, man. You come to state, you become the head coach, you drop some LB. I'm
0: going to see if Cohen can just give me like a you – know,
1: I don't need any pay. I just
0: need the title, I guess. You know, i got to show up every now and then, three, six months later, slim and trim. Uh, but we'll talk about that. And, of course, we have our SEC picks tomorrow. I'm still two games up on Joel. Maybe this week we can get a little separation or some some bringing back to the field one way or the other. Uh, hopefully for me, the separation, hopefully for Joel, the, uh, the the tying of the up or whatever it is. The
1: tying of the up.
0: Yes, that's what we're calling it. Guys, have a great Monday. And we'll be back with you on Tuesday morning for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.